going, Yamitators, episode 299 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. Check it out. I took a walk. It's 2 in the morning, and I work later, like at 5 p.m., but I wanted to record this at a regular volume um, before I or last week's episode I recorded in my mom's car and then all of a sudden I wasn't allowed to drive it to work anymore hmm I wonder if there's a correlation there um (laughs) it's been really stupid living at home like the benefits do not outweigh the negatives in that um, I can't just be me. I can't just do what I do and live my life and not uh, be questioned about it even if I'm fulfilling everything in this child-parent contract, this fucking whack-ass child-parent contract I was made to sign when I showed up. Which was like six months, and then one of the things is like no marijuana, and one of the things is go to uh, go to therapy. And I went to therapy once, and then after that first appointment, the therapist was like, "All right, well, usually someone who's gone through what you've gone through might be in a less good uh, mental state, but you seem to have it all kind of worked out." And I'm like, "Yeah." When I came to terms with my own death, everything changed. Like, I became zen about most things, and now I'm just trying to live my life. Uh, Let's see here. What news? What news of this week? Well, I matched with someone awesome on a dating site. And we'd... uh, We'd got we'd gotten to texting, and then today, well, yesterday rather, Thursday, um, I had woken up at around the normal time for uh, day-to-day business around here in um, nowhere town, Utah. Um, and I say nowhere town as like, there's not, there's not a lot to do around here. There's not a lot to do around here that I would seek out. And so I just kind of stick around the house or go to work and come back. Um, but also, uh, I wanted to hang out and we had talked about hanging out and we're, we're going to, we're going to have a a proper, um, outing, (laughs) and, and before, but before that, I I was like, oh, it's only this time? I have plenty of time. Yeah, I can just hop up there and see you, and then get some stuff done in the city, and, um, and, my sister was coming over to give me a ride to the train. And then I looked up at the clock on the wall. And I was like, oh shit. That clock on the wall says an hour later than my phone clock says. And what happened was, last night, while I was at work, I was on break. And I was just listening to a podcast. And then my phone decided to restart itself. And when it restarted itself, when it came back, it came back two hours ahead. And so I was like, oh, that's that's not good. That's lame. That's bad, actually. And um, then it restarted itself again, and it was still on the wrong time. But then when I got to the main screen to change my clock, I was like, oh, it says... T-Mobile knows where I am, and I have it set to carrier time, yeah, alright, but it was two hours ahead, and so I was like, alright, well, I gotta, guess I gotta 
do it by GPS and GPS will locate me and then it'll know exactly what time it is and then that worked and then uh, later in the night my phone shut off again while it was charging and when it came back on um, I didn't pay too heavy attention to what time it was because I was super tired and it was late and it takes forever for my phone to charge and sometimes the charging cable will be sitting out of the phone and the light is still on like it's charging and I can't turn the screen on and I can't turn the phone on and I push and hold the power button and it just goes that's a little vibration noise for you um, so yeah when I woke up this morning I was talking to this person and well I thought I had way more time than I did so, my sister comes over, and she's about to give me a ride to the train, and I'm like, I explained to her what happened. And then I'm like, I guess we could try and catch the train that I just missed. Uh, I don't know. And, and then we were driving, and she was like, well, what should we... And then I was like, or... Mom gave me ten dollars from these like old cards that she'd opened that she just took forever to open for some reason or another got busy I don't know but she was nice enough to give me this money and well I could give you ten dollars cash for gas if you get me up there and uh, sorry and also stupid cell phones for making us so reliant on on technology um, so I got a ride up there and we go to this pizza place and, and she paid for it which was so awesome and uh, but I just got like a slice and then we were talking and talking and talking and um, we didn't run out of talking while we were there like we were still interested and wanted to get to know each other more and I'm like yeah dope like I this is something I hoped would happen and um <laughs> and like she plays D&D &D, she loves Ben Folds 5 I'm like dope what 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 D&D of all games to to gravitate towards I'm like, yes, that is so awesome, because not only is it awesome that you play and that you have that time to set aside and um, imagine with a group of friends a theater of the mind adventure and have all these awesome experiences that never happen because they just happen in your minds, but together and it's shared. Ugh. And then I'm like, yeah, Ben Folds 5? Yeah. And she's like spouting off songs, song titles, and I'm like, yes, yes, and album titles, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, then I had to go, um, then I had to go uh, get something notarized, and it came to the point where she had to go back to work because it was like a lunch date. And um, and she was like, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? And I was like, well, I got to get this thing notarized. And then I, she goes, I'm a notary. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, she's like, yeah, I can, I can notarize that for you. And I'm like, holy shit. That's so awesome. So in like all these coincidences that happened, and then I get up there on time. Thank you to my sister for getting me up there. And, and then we're just hanging out and I, I walked her back to work and then we hugged at the, at the uh, elevator and then off I went. And, um, So then, then like for the rest of the day, I was like, oh man, wish we could have hung out longer. I'm like, yeah. But I went and I, 
um, got this thing taken care of at the post office, and then uh, went to a comedy club, and I was like, hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> and then they were like, there's the owner, and I was like, dope. And then I went to the owner, and I was like, what's up? I'm, a, I'm not divulging every single thing that I said, because some things, if you've listened to this for as long as you've listened to it, then you already know. Um, but basically, I just put put myself out there and was like, I've been doing stand-up this long, I've got a podcast, I used to run a stand-up show, and this person, this person, I hosted them, I put them on my podcast, they also did my show, blah, 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 this person, this person. And while I was talking to them about it, they were like, oh, yeah, I know them. Oh, yeah, I know them. And I'm like, yeah, dope, cool. So uh, what uh, what do I got to do? And um, so I'm going to go and do the open mic and um, put myself out there again. And hopefully, wow, hopefully I'll be able to start getting paid gigs and then I could do stand-up in place of working at the fast food place, which would be huge. I was like, I can do an hour. <laughs> they were like, okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, got to go test out my skills, you know. Got to go put put it out there, put it on the line. Um prove that, yeah, I've been doing this a while, I know how to do it, I can make people laugh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be good for, for this stage, for this microphone, for whatever, whatever your task you put me up for, and, um, so, got that going in the works, that's in the process, um, I submitted to another show that's in the same town, and, um, I sent in a tape, and, it was just like, same stuff, here's this and this, and this person, this person, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. That's been my week, pretty much. Work has taken over in a shitty way, um, but also a positive way, because, I mean, I got my first check, which was very small. Um... <laughs> felt like it was for maybe a day and a half of work and that's fine because I've only been there for like a week and a half two weeks maybe Oof. it feels like a lot longer because the shifts get really busy and all of a sudden I'm working the cashier and the last couple of days have been on cashier, and I'm like, dope. Not only am I getting the hang of this, I'm actually kind of enjoying talking to people as they walk in. I'm seeing them at their happiest before they've gotten their food or they're waiting for their food, because, damn, sometimes we take a long time to get food out to people, and it's not for us working slowly. It's just a high demand, and, like, when people come in and order, 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 and then it's like... Okay, how many more burgers? How many things on the flat grill? How many fries? How many onion rings? Chicken wings? Fucking so much different food. and um, So that's been an interesting road. Because, you know, I worked fast food 20 years ago at McDonald's. And here I am again working fast food. And it's better food, but shit, man. But... This is not my end goal at all. I'm I'm not, like, ecstatic to go into work. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work. Okay. <laughs> like a big exhale every time. And so, yeah, I took a, took a walk to get some space from the house to not, to try and not make any noise. And, um, also, shit, man, like, like I said, living, living at home has not been ideal, and one of the things that really sticks out 
and um, it's frightening and gross and um, uh, just really fucking weird and awkward is that I think my mom still thinks she can control my sex life, which, sure, I, I, I'm not going to bring anyone back to the house. Fine. Totally fine. And then one thing that she told me before I went up to go to lunch with this person who I'd never met before was, okay, and I think one of the rules of the house is going to be if you find another place to stay for the night, you can't. You have to stay here every night or else otherwise, if you don't even need to stay here, then you don't even, then you can just move out. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like how mercurial is your life when you can't even uh, plan for like a date like that like what the fucking shit get off my dick and get away from my dick get the fuck away from my sex life mom get the fuck away it's scary and weird and gross and call it religious and call it um trying to uh control whatever the fuck you want to call it but get the fuck away from my sex life it's so fucking gross and it's inappropriate and i'm 35 years old i shouldn't have to say this on a fucking podcast but here i am saying it and if any of my extended family listens to it shadow listens to it and doesn't tell me tell me what you think tell me what you think should my mom have a say in what goes on in my sex life i don't fucking think so and if you think so then that's really gross it's really gross on your part it's really gross on anyone's part to try and control their child's sex life at age 35 when they're living at home again and just trying to live their life and like shit like this comes up and I'm like get the fuck away from my privates mom because it's making me really uncomfortable and shit if she hears about this and then she's like okay then i guess he doesn't need to live here then fine fucking kick me out i don't give a fuck anymore but just stay the fuck away from my dick and what i do with it and who i do that with just don't concern yourself with that part of my life because it's a really really personal part of my life and i don't share that kind of stuff that often because I grew up really, really repressed because guess what? If you haven't heard before, I grew up Mormon and now I'm living in Utah where it's nothing but Mormons and it's like really hard to find people who are like away from the church or not involved at all in the church and shit, man, I just want to live my life and date and I'm working and I'm complying with all the house rules and just get the fuck away from my dick. Mom, shouldn't have to say that. Fucking gross. Ugh. Ugh. That makes me sick to even fucking say. But I, I mean, apparently, since my entire extended family is... Uh, shadow clocking my every fucking move of my entire life and shadow following me on Twitter and fucking checking out all my Instagram and all my social media like if I if you've noticed that I haven't been as active on Instagram lately it's because well I've been um, at the house where I'm living but also it's like I don't fucking know like I uh, just get the fuck away from my sex life, everyone. Like, no, it's no one's say but mine. Alright, um, what if I ended it there? Holy shit. <sighs> on a lighter note, on a completely different note, Burger King's Ultimate Whopper is really good. I had one earlier, and... I got it for free from the T-Mobile Tuesdays app and promotion. And it's it's pretty, it's like indistinguishable from eating meat. And um, 
at a certain point while I was eating it, near the end, I chewed, and then I was like, uh-oh, something hard is in this burger. And then I kind of like spit out the stuff, and it was <sighs> pieces of my tooth. I have a tooth that's falling apart. It's actively dying. And I did have a dentist appointment to maybe get it pulled, and then I was going to have to go see a dental surgeon who was maybe going to get a, something that I could put in there, maybe a retainer with one tooth, or maybe a, um, a fucking, uh, what's it called, uh, like a peg with the porcelain, a porcelain tooth. Um, but then I was moved up to the Bay Area, and then I was promptly and swiftly kicked out of there, and now I'm up here for a week and a half, two weeks, and it's, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not going great, you know? It's fun hanging out with my niece and my nephews, and it's fun hanging out with my sisters and my dad, but it's not been that fun hanging out with my mom and well we talked about it honestly and um she was like I'm gonna try and just live day to day with this new situation and if something comes up I'm gonna try and talk to you about it and I'm like fucking good because <sighs> like going to your therapist and having it be like a shit session all talking about me and the, all the stresses that I'm putting on her and like it's like at a certain point your stress is your own problem with your own mind and your own heart and you just have to look inside and look internally and just go well what am I really upset about am I upset that my son is not uh, in a successful or what I would claim to be successful place in his life? Am I upset that he's living with us again? Am I upset that um, I can't control him like I was able to control him when he lived under my roof? Am I upset that he moved away when he was 22? She brought that up when I moved away. I'm like, what the fuck? Get the fuck over it. That was 13 years ago. Like, what the fucking fuck? Yes, I want you to be a part of my life. But when you start to try and control your kids' lives, they run the fuck away. They leave because control and vice grips and, like, putting your thoughts and your emotions and your beliefs and your traditions and your religion forcing it upon a child who doesn't really care about that stuff anymore. Like, I, I used to go to church because it was, like, something that I did and something that you just do growing up. And, and after a certain amount of time, after fucking 30 years of my life, I was like, I don't... I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, what would happen if I just stopped going to church? And I've said this on the show before, but turns out nothing. Turns out I have way more fun in my life, not just because I'm not going to church on Sundays, but also because I'm not drowning myself and weighing myself down with the stress of a religion that's established and so has such a deep history. And like... And our family goes deep in the Mormon church. And it fucking sucks because most of the extended family goes to church every week and has a calling in the church. And, like, fucking some of them are, like, high up and really, really deep where they're like, yeah, I believe in this system. And it's good to have structure. And I totally believe that it's good to have structure. But to a certain degree and to a certain point in life, like, when I... When I came to terms with my own death, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, nothing truly matters. Like, at the end of the day, we're all just people trying to live our lives, and when we try and control other people, it puts a stopgap for us, it puts a stopgap for our families, it puts a stopgap for 
extended family, like the fucking second cousin who I never met who left a fucking psychotic voicemail that said, I'm going to come down there and personally kick your ass. And you know what? You should kill yourself because we don't care. That's what he said to me. And I'm like, never met this person in my life. Sounds like a fucking psycho. I'm really scared of this extended relative of my mom and my uncle and my aunts. And like, fuck off. Like, fuck off and get the fuck as far away from my life as you can. Quit paying attention to my life under a fucking microscope. And, and truly, like, please just let me live my own life. And... And as I'm here and as I'm living the rules under under this roof of like, can't even watch something on TV when mom's in the room because she doesn't fucking watch anything unless it's a kid's show or guaranteed rated G. And I'm like, that's your personal choice and you're forcing it upon me and dad and and anyone else who's around you all the time. Like, you don't see movies. That's You don't watch anything. It's like cool, I guess, but don't impose that upon everyone else. Like, if you want to control what you see and hear, go to a different room when something's on that you don't agree with or that you don't want to watch because you think it's going to drive away the spirit. Oh, man. The church is so deep-rooted in people's lives and people's brains and people's hearts. And I get it. Like, when you're around a lot of people who love the same thing that you do and who believe in the same thing that you do, it's powerful. And that emotion, getting called the spirit and then saying, you felt the spirit, now you know the church is true, is manipulative as fuck. And I just want to say to everyone out there who was affected by me going on a mission to Dominican Republic and who joined the church and who is now deep in the church and maybe their families are deep in the church, I'm sorry. I've said it on here before, but I'm I'm sorry that I like went out there and like I learned Spanish at an alarming rate and well when you're around Spanish all the time when you're forced to speak Spanish, you're gonna pick it up because it's the only thing you hear at all times and then like one of my mission companions very early on was Dominican and so I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to speak English uh, as much anymore. It's kind of a bummer, but it is going to help me learn Spanish. And it did. And I've been able to use Spanish at my job where like um, most of the kitchen staff speak Spanish and some speak only or mostly Spanish. And so I've been able to be buds with them and, and chat with them and like Tr- uh, translate and interpret for f- from them to the managers and um, it's been a benefit but could anyone go to a different country for two years and then maybe learn a language yeah if you're dedicated enough there's a little thing now called Duolingo I don't know if you've heard of it it's an app and it'll help you learn probably way better than Rosetta Stone because Rosetta Stone man that thing that was a that was a beginning of an app, wasn't it? That was a that was a something of a computer program. I think it's still around, but Duolingo is the thing now. I mean, I started um, I started learning Italian a little bit and French a little bit, like very little bit. Don't ever, don't don't even try and uh, talk to me in Italian or French. I mean, if you do, I'll maybe pick up one one or two things, but. I mean, probably not that much more. There are cognates in most languages, and sometimes the cognates sound similar from Spanish to French to Portuguese to Italian. And sometimes they're way different. But anyway, I got off track. I went on a mission. I'm sorry. (laughs) I truly am. I'm sorry for... For anyone who's like deep, deep in the church now because of anything I said or... And if it gave you structure, great. And if it's good for you, great. But also, church and organized religion as a whole took me a long time to see it, but it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up to try and control people's lives and be like, pay us money every time you get paid. That's so fucked up. And churches are tax-free. 
tax-free havens for millions and billions and trillions of dollars. I'm sure there's churches out there that are trillionaires that are just like, yeah, we're rolling in money. What do you need? And um, a show that has shown some of that in a very fun, very awesome, very funny way has been Righteous Gemstones. If you're not watching that on HBO, watch it. It's a beautiful show. Danny McBride, really love what you're doing. And keep it up, because holy fucking shit. It is so awesome. John Goodman, Walton Goggins. Um, I'm sorry, I'm slipping on most of the other cast who's in it. Adam Devine. The guy who plays the former Satanist that Adam Devine turned. <laughs> He's one of the greatest actors I've ever seen, I think. Like, he... Oh, the way he quote unquote resists going back and hanging out with the Satanists that he used to hang out with. Oh man, it's so good. Such a great show. So anyway, religion is bullshit. Stay away from my dick. Let me live my own life and my own sex life. If I want to stay a night outside of this house, fucking let me do it. Not only would it be a stressor off of your mind, but it would be a stress off of my mind because you wouldn't be thinking about my dick and where I'm putting it anymore. So, Mom, if you hear this in some form or fashion from extended relatives or uh, your own family, stay the fuck away from my dick. And I hope this reaches you in some way that you can just hear it and really absorb it and really take it for what it is because... You have fucked me up in such a weird way with my sex life that, yeah, I'm 35 and divorced, but also I was homeless for a little bit. And so not only is it hard to date while you're homeless, but fucking it's hard to even think about telling you about anyone who I date because you're going to be sensitive about it, or you're going to think you did something wrong, or you're going to think that it affects negatively on you somehow. This is all me. It's all me, and I'm taking it on on me as a responsibility, as a person, and as a responsible adult. Like, if I, if I wasn't trying to be a responsible adult when uncle was kicking me out, I probably would have slept in slept in his front yard for a little bit and tried to salvage my stuff somehow and maybe um try and move it and me back to LA and then I'm like maybe living on the street or who knows what the hell would have happened but I'm happy to be here with family I'm happy to spend time with family and also stay the fuck away from my dick stay away from my dick and my sex life and what I do with it and anyone listening right now is like, holy shit, he's been going on a lot about that. Yeah, because I'm fucked up about it. I'm fucked up about it in the past. I'm fucked up about it in the present. And I'm trying to just live a normal life. And the fact that she brought up, if you find another place to stay, you should just stay with us every night. Because if you don't need to stay here one night, then maybe you don't need to stay here at all. Like, fucking just treat me as an adult that's also your son and that you have compassion for, or don't treat me at all. Like, and my dad seems to know this, and he doesn't treat me like a child. He talks to me like an adult. We talk about cool shit, and we have a lot in common. And the more time that mom decides to not watch anything and, and, to, uh, oh, wow, what's the word I'm looking for? To put all these rules and expectations in my face and on my dick it just pushes me further away. So I'm going to hug you and tell you I love you, Mom, and I'm going to be um, as great a son as I can be but also stay the fuck away from my sex life. It's not your business. It's my business. And it's not the church's business. It's nobody's fucking business but mine and whoever's involved. Shit. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this episode is going to be like, 
Damn, what a episode 299, huh? <sighs> Good one, I guess. I mean, I did get a lot of yelling out and a lot of truth-telling and a lot of just real, real shit that needs to be talked about that I don't feel very comfortable talking with my mom about because she gets squeamish about really stupid, really small, really asinine things and she's very sensitive and it's because when you separate yourself from the world and things that the world, the entire world is taking in, then you become, yeah, of course you'll become sensitive to those things because you're not exposed to them. Just like, just like if you haven't seen snow in a really long time and then you see it, you're like, whoa, snow, I forgot, this is amazing. Or on the adverse, if you haven't watched a, <clears throat> a slasher flick or a, a, a action movie for a really long time, really, really long time, and then you see someone get their face beat in or like, like get slashed and then just blood goes all over the place, you'll be like, whoa, that was graphic. It's like a shock. It's a shock to your system and it's a shock to your life and just life goes on. Like <laughs> live day to day, try and be a good parent and a good person and a good son and a good daughter and a good whoever you are and also stay away from my dick and what I do with it <laughs> oh god damn it it was such a good date earlier um <laughs> it really was we're gonna see each other again and it was funny because like we'd been texting so much up until the lunch date that that, uh, that after the lunch date, I just assumed that, yeah, of course we're going to see each other again because it went so well. And, um, and like she asked if we were still on for another date. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to see you again. <laughs> oh, so positive news in a flurry of um, fucking chaos and um, burgers and work and work where I'm like standing there most of the day and uh, sometimes I'll, I'll pull my cane out from between my legs which where I'm like holding my knees against the cane to give me a little stability and also to help me stand with this pretty much third leg I guess and then I'll put it off to the side because it gives a little bit more leeway and a little bit more comfortableness to standing and <sighs> working a till after 20 years. Everyone's like, how are you adjusting to it? And I'm like, fine. I worked a till 20 years ago at McDonald's, Jersey Mike's, Steak and Shake, um, the movie theater, the video store. So many different places where I've worked a register and it's never come up short because, like, I don't fuck with that shit. Like, stealing from a register? Are you fucking kidding me? It may seem like a small thing, but it's a, it's a teeny tiny point of pride I've got where I'm like, no, I'm not going to steal from a company and then get fired. If I'm going to quit, I'm going to fucking quit on my own terms whenever I feel like quitting or whenever I find a new job or, like, it'll be so awesome once I'm able to make money doing stand-up and then I'll be able to go into work and go, hey, uh, I know it's usually a two-week notice and stuff, but, or maybe I will be able to give a two-week notice. Like, I'm, I'm a big believer in that too, where, like, my job that I left bef in San Diego, which was a stable job, and it was boring as fuck, but I had great coworkers. Like, that was great coworkers, and I was able to listen to podcasts while I worked. That was the thing that got me through that job because my coworkers were funny and fun and cool. And like we would hang out outside of work sometimes and like there was work parties and we would get bonuses and like we had medical coverage and it was a great stable job. And I left it for an unstable life knowing that it was probably going to be difficult and also thinking like probably most people do when they move to L.A. is like, Oh, sweet. I finally moved here. I'm going to 
I'm going to take over. Not only are people going to like me and hire me for stuff, but I'm going to be undeniable. And when I got that job, that uh, Wells Fargo commercial that some of you may or may not have seen me pushing a mixer in with no lines because it was a, 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 a scriptless copy. Um, after that job paid what it did, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to live forever. Fucking bring it on. I'm going to keep getting jobs like this and it's going to be great. And then I would get a job here and there, but I, like what, whenever. And then I, I was like trying to work at Meltdown Comics when it was still around and started as an internship. And uh, I, I probably talked about this on the podcast, but it's been years since it happened. But very basically, started as an internship. The dude who hired me on for the internship was like, yeah, and also, since you're working here, you'll be able to get into all the shows for free. And I was like, fucking fuck yeah, that's awesome. And it was like one day a week, and maybe three weeks in, I got fired. And because the second week, I... um. Uh, I went in to go into a show, and the guy who was running the door was like, uh, you got your ticket or like your stamp? And I was like, oh, um, I'm like an intern here now, so Josh, that was his name. <laughs> the store's not even around anymore, but this guy Josh was like, he told me I could get in the shows now since I'm an intern here. And he goes, uh, that's not really how this works. It's like separate companies and he goes I, I i know you so like you can come in this time but n n not again and i was like okay and then he must have had a talk with josh and then josh came up to me um one of the days when i was about to start doing being an intern again he was like you're fired and i'm like what why and he's like someone was saying that you were trying to get into the shows and I don't know it's just not working out and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> you were the one who told me I could get into the shows for free because I was working there <sighs> so a lot of disappointments and a lot of missed work a lot of missed work from me being sick and man I remember I was kind of dating someone around the time when I was getting pretty sick and before I started using a cane and my legs were really tired and I was trying to carry her up this hill where we were going to watch 4th of July fireworks and um, my legs started to like kind of buckle a little bit and I was like uh oh uh oh and soon after um, she stopped seeing me I guess because I was like I was cool gonna be cool with um, going on more dates and stuff, but, um, it was just like, this isn't going to work out anymore, and I was like, all right, uh, shortly after that was when I got the community service, and it was at Goodwill, and trying to pay off this parking ticket that I absolutely could not pay off, and then Goodwill, I was working the first day, and I was like, oh no, Oh no, my legs are falling apart at this Goodwill. Just running back and forth, putting stuff on shelves and helping out. And then, and then the next fucking day I showed up with a cane and they're like, shit, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. I just need this cane. So my life's in shambles, but I'm living day to day and I'm, trying to be positive and and I mean this podcast is for interviews principally and I'm going to do different versions of different solo apps here and there but probably not while I'm living at home with the folks because my mom wants to control every single aspect of my life and it's really fucking scary and really unnerving and really gross and really embarrassing. Embarrassing to talk about this shit where it's like, you shouldn't have a say in my sex life ever. Like, from 
18 from age 18 on you should have should have zero say the church should have zero say any church any fucking oh man drives me fucking crazy but uh, again i hope the i hope this message reaches her of like stay away from my sex life please like don't ever 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 tell me what to do with my sex life again it's my decision and if it happens to come up which it doesn't a lot like i'll be honest i i I talk like i like i love to love to fuck and love to um get down just right there you heard that I i don't i don't have that that much experience and and like it so yeah successful or unsuccessful it's nobody's fucking business but my own and if i choose to put it on the podcast that's my decision and this is my podcast and it's like a very personal i've got the interviews i've got the solo apps that are different things and then this just kind of turns into like a weekly journal where i'm like ah what happened this week what can i talk about Oh, the impeachment shit that's going on right now? Wow. I feel like he's going to resign like Nixon did. Walk away. He's going to do the fucking double peace sign like a fucking narc, like a fucking rich, um, bigoted, uh, spoiled brat. And he'll probably, maybe he'll even repeat Nixon's line of I am not a crook. And then everyone who supported him before is going to be like, yeah, just like Nixon. What he did wasn't so bad. He just recorded some shit and then he shredded it. And it's like, yeah, but like public record and things that need to be heard and, and, uh, collusion and fucking dealing and toying with elections and shit. Like, Get the fuck out of the White House. Get the fuck out of this country. Just go live in Russia if you fucking love sucking off Putin so much. And that's not to say that he doesn't suck you off too. Or that... (coughs) Or that that's going on at all. Or that there's a P-tape. Who knows if there's a P-tape? I certainly think there is one. And I bet there's one. And I bet... Putin showed it to Trump and was like, look, now I have this on you. And then Trump was like, okay, well, I kind of guess I could have known what I was getting into when I got into this with you, but here we are. And uh, I could either lose popularity and lose reputation. Like, what the fuck is the point of your life without your reputation? Oh, my name. It's like, get the fuck over yourself, you stupid fucking um, piece of shit, president. Insecure piece of shit, president. (sighs) I do hope he gets impeached. If it doesn't, and then he just gets voted, like, there's a vote, and then he loses the vote, that would also be really cool. He's gonna have a scapegoat excuse for anything that happens because like he always does because he thinks he's never wrong because he's a megalomaniac and he's been rich his whole entire fucking life and had it have had has had everything handed to him on a silver fucking platter lived in a golden fucking apartment like a fucking psychopath Ugh. i hope something good comes out of all of this weird political turmoil on the on the stand-up comedy end with the the stuff that's going on there with Shane Gillis and him getting fired from SNL I think it's good that he got fired from SNL because he seems like just kind of racist piece of shit and like when he was uh talking on that podcast it wasn't yeah it wasn't funny it was just them trying to get trying to get laughs out of being racist and saying racist shit and it's like dude what are you what are you even doing like do you know what year it is (laughs) do you know that there's a thing called the internet and like 
a thing called everyone's going to fucking listen to your podcast and everyone's going to watch your fucking bullshit YouTube videos and some people are going to come to your defense, but also a lot of people are going to be like, no, you're a piece of shit and that's good that you got fired. And he's like, I was more of a mad TV guy anyway. It's like, who cares? (laughs) Who cares what you think, truly? Um, But... Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, SNL's cool, it's been cool, but they've got some, they got some issues there, and, you know, who knows, who knows what'll happen, it's gonna survive, I think, um, let's see, what else, shit, I think I'm out, I think I'm spent for this episode, thank you for listening, if you listened to this episode and you like me as a person or like me as a friend or like me as something more or like me at all or like this episode or like this podcast or like my comedy or my art or my music or my um, anything I've done, firstly, please rate it five stars to give a review, blah, blah, blah. I've said it a million times. I've only gotten like, 14, 15 reviews, something like that. But more importantly, tweet at Yamatat and at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N, if you think that my mom should stay the hell away from my sex life. Because if you don't think that, then you're the fucking weird one. Like... (laughs) And if I don't hear from any listeners on Twitter specifically, then what, like, I don't know. I mean, listen to it at your leisure and listen to it when you want and you don't have to be a vocal listener. But if you do listen to this and you truly care about me as a person and about my mental health and about my physical health, the Lyme disease, and about me getting to have a roof over my head, but also getting to have privacy when it comes to my sex life as a 35-year-old human being, please tweet at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T, or at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N, with a hashtag, stay away from his dick. No. Scratch that. With a hashtag, hashtag, hey Doug's mom, stay out of his sex life. And hopefully, man, hopefully this reaches her somehow. In some iteration, in some form, if second cousin fucking psychopath who left me that voicemail is listening, tell my mom to stay the fuck out of my sex life. Um, (laughs) cause... It's, it's damaging for her and for me and for her to, man, I tried to do it in Spanish again, to uh, apply all of these religiosities and all these beliefs and all these deep, deep deep-seated, deep-in-the-Mormon-Church beliefs that no one should have sex until they're married. Like, fuck that ideology. Like, you can have it if you want, but I don't believe in it. So, for me, that's my choice. And so, yeah. Hashtag, hey Doug's mom, stay away from his sex life. It's a big enough hashtag. No one's ever used it. And if enough people tweet it, at Yamatat, at Dougathan, I will retweet it. I will retweet anyone who tweets that. And I'll, and I'll probably reply to it, and I'll like it, and we'll get some interactions on Twitter going. Twitter is a big cesspool of filth and um, hatred right now. Let's get some positivity going, especially if it's positivity and moving me forward in my sex life, because that would be fucking great, because holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> thanks for listening who knows if anyone got through this entire episode 
and um, I, I mean, I'll only know if if you reply in a direct manner through Twitter. At Yamata, at Dougathan, hashtag, hey Doug's mom, stay out of his sex life. Because then maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll wake her up enough to be like, oh yeah, what am I doing? Like, this is fucking weird. Like, like the mom in Psycho was really, really restrictive against Anthony Perkins' character and his sex life. And, well, <laughs> I'm a fucking, I'm a regular dude, and I'm just living my life. I'm just trying to, oh, man, Ugh. just trying to live. And, yeah, the, the mom in Psycho was a fucking true psycho, like, and then that rubbed off on that dude, and that was a good movie. It's like a... It's like a, uh, a harbinger, not a harbinger, a, a fucking um, uh, example of what not to do on his mom's part and on his part. Because, yeah, you can have restricted parents your whole life, but it doesn't have to affect you mentally. And also, parents, you don't have to be restrictive on your kids' sex lives. 18 and up, like fucking, just stay out of it, stay the fuck out of it, because it's psychotic, and it's gross, and it's weird, and should be between a person and whoever they are with. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Alright, I- I'm gonna end this episode, and then I'm gonna go sleep in this bed that's being provided for me, in this room that's being provided for me, in this house, this roof that's being provided for me. And I'm very grateful, Mom and Dad, that you've taken me in, despite all of the, all of my life choices that have led me up to this point, but it shouldn't be despite, it should just be, yes, we can support you for this long, or it's not going to be forever, right? Haha. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But also putting a kibosh on weed use, like, I get that it's illegal in Utah, and that's totally chill. Like, fine. Fucking fine. But don't expect me to not go back to weed once I'm back in a place where it's legal again, because... Utah, man, get your shit together. Like, you, you passed medical, and then you immediately uh, showed your hand by how conservative and how weird you are by being like, uh, actually, just CBD, just CBD. It's like, okay, but you see the entire rest of the world embracing it, right? Like, hugging a nug. Just hug a nug. Go to Doug's Nugs, D-O-U-G-S-N-U-G-S, on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me there. Go to reallygladyoucame.bandcamp.com. Go to dougathan.deviantart.com. Go to dougathan.threadless.com. And check out my shit and share it with people. And hopefully you got something out of this episode. I certainly did. It was pretty therapeutic to yell that stuff into this microphone for this long. And I hope I still have listeners after this. I see I see sometimes I'll lose a Twitter follower or two here and there and I'm like, "Huh? Eh, well, who fucking cares? It's like you're either here for me or you're not." And um <clears throat> Yeah, you're either here for me or you're not. That's a pretty good way to end it. You're here for me or you're not. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and I'll think of a title later. It's not going to be you're here for me or you're not. Maybe it's going to be you're here for me or you're not, but there's a apostrophe in there. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out when, before I post it. All right. Later. Please listen again. <laughs> I got episode 300 next week. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, have my date on and we can talk all about D&D and about Ben Folds 5 and just cool shit and... Um, 
Yeah. So, again, thanks for listening. And good night. Well, or good day, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. All right, bye.